Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He laser clickers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 9 of The Resistance, titled The Platform Classic. I assume very similar to the Boonty Eve Classic. Uh, but first, we've got a couple of announcements. Uh, William, why don't you tell us about those? Yeah, so we got one big one, actually. Um we a new Star Wars series was announced, Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures. Man, they just keep coming hard and fast now. Uh, it's which fascinating is, how they're able to keep it quiet. All these things so very quiet until yeah. they make the announcement. Oh yeah, they did a great job with the the secrecy. And you know, this one is it's not a it's not a big you know uh, thirty minute or sixty minute show. It's just a series of animated shorts about a minute long each. Um, but they're, uh, they tell, they retell the classic Star Wars films or other elements of the classic Star Wars films in different ways, um, that are designed to be more accessible to young kids. So if you're trying to show your you know, child Star Wars for the first time, maybe you don't want to go with the films, you can start with this and, and give them the idea of Star Wars and start to introduce them to the characters. Um, and they, they use all of the original uh, you know, dialogue and uh, sound effects and music, but a, a new visual style. Uh, and there, it's being um, developed by Titmouse Animation, and um, uh, it's kind of a cross. It's like it's a it's almost it's much more anime than even the Resistance. It's kind of a cross between manga and Little Golden Books is how it's been described. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks pretty cool. I, I watched the first six, and uh, which, which are now live. And uh, they're uh, they're they're pretty well done. I, I I enjoyed them again. They're you know they're they're designed to introduce new kids to the beginning. They they stay pretty well. Um, they stick pretty well to the to the main you know the the films and how they work. Although they add additional scenes here or there, uh, like for example, in um, you know, there's like a you know Princess Leia giving R two D two the plans and hopping into the escape pod with C three P O and they added a little bit like where R two D two is almost like dancing trying to get across the hallway with the blaster fire but so they take a few liberties but otherwise um, it's it's they follow pretty pretty closely and it's it's well done um, so this is part of a year long um, multi pronged uh, multimedia event basically uh, around galaxy adventures. So it's not just the, 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 the episodes, but uh, it's, it sounds like they'll, I'm guessing they'll have different collectibles and stuff as well to celebrate the, uh, the star Wars saga. Um, but it, it's, it's really designed to culminate in the release of episode nine next December, which as the press release again, reiterates will be the final final chapter of the Skywalker saga. So oh, that's just sad. I know. Yeah. I know it, it will be it will be interesting to see. I mean, we so far know where they're placing like the Mandalorian, where they're placing uh, the Cassian indoors. Uh, yeah, the cat. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Cassian series. Um, yep. But where the saga is going to go after the Skywalker lineage ends, that's going to be fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see where, where it goes. So if you want to see these little shorts, they are, are available now on Star Wars Kids. Uh, it's a new website and YouTube channel. 
there's six available now featuring uh, Vader, Chewbacca, R2, Luke and the Wampa, Luke by himself, and then another Vader. Um, and they will be, uh, there's going to be a few more in December and then more throughout the rest of 2019. So check those out. Also, I, I did find it kind of funny that, you know, for the most part, they're very, um, they're, they're trying to you, you kind of focus on uh, key moments in Star Wars and exemplify the, the heroism of the characters and their key traits. Although I did find one moment really funny where they, they had um, uh, Vader from the end of Rogue One. Most are from A New Hope, a couple mm-hmm. from Empire. But I also have Vader in Rogue One. And uh, at the in every episode, they're like, you know, oh, there's, you know, many adventures. Uh, it's, a, it's a galaxy of adventures, right? Uh, and then there's one which is like Vader just taking out all of the uh, the rebels on the Tanta farm. Like, yeah, kids, let's go on an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, but it, 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 they did a great job. It's really cool. Check them out. And uh, yeah, uh, we have another Star Wars series. So Jeez. lots going be interesting. on. It will be so interesting <clears> if, if at some point something else pops up just out of the blue another series just at, pops up out of nowhere at this point we're getting what like one or two announcements a month yeah there's a oh. lot most, most many of them are really are small ones like uh you know we had um uh, forces of destiny which we haven't seen in a little while those were you know uh, a few episodes every couple months uh usually in a minute each um there's uh, obviously now this as well galaxy of adventures um there's the lego star wars series which tends to be you know i don't know five weeks six weeks at a time mm-hmm. and they're done uh, but i mean i've been loving the new lego star wars we're, we're gonna dive into yeah, those new episodes fun. soon uh as well uh, and then of course they have you know the, the main resistance series and then the two upcoming live action so i think we're getting a lot of announcements right now they'll probably start to spread them out a bit but there's a lot it's gonna be hard to keep up That's, that mm-hmm. is a lot it's a good time to be a star wars fan yeah but it's almost what are they going to announce at celebration coming up if they've got all this, I mean, could you imagine maybe some teaser trailer for episode nine at oh, that point? Of course. Could there be yeah, more like man, sure. uh, something from the Mandalorian or yep. the Cassian series? The Cassian but, series might you know, be early, but I think you will definitely get some Mandalorian in episode nine. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll announce the opening date of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in both parks or maybe that hotel that's being built. Yeah. There's still lots. There's lots of Star yeah, Wars news now. Man, we are not for we're not wanting for Star Wars news, that's for sure. It's a great time to be a fan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, um but uh t- Steven, what are we uh what are we talking about this week? Oh man. Uh so like I said at the beginning, we're talking about season 1, episode 9 of Resistance, not Rebels as our uh helpful show notes that William wrote and failed on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> template that we've been using Sorry, forever. Okay, no wait a minute, wait a minute. I I'm, I can also take some responsibility for that because I think no, both Tom, of us kind of split. To blame. Like we gang up on you all the time. I thought it was time for William to, you know, be taken down and not. Yes, yes, yes. I kids, failed to change kids, the name uh, and the template. Oh, uh, and look at that. William just changed it for us. So, perfect. Now the benefits of one note turn the car around, gentlemen. <laughs> probably, probably a good idea. Okay, uh, Continue, but it's, sir. As I said, it's called the Platform Classic. It is written by Kevin Burke and Chris Doc Wyatt, and directed by Stuart Lee. The synopsis is: In this episode, we see an upcoming race on the Colossus reunite Yeager with his estranged brother Marcus, who needs to win to pay off his debt to the Guavian Death King. Nice, nice, nice yeah. to see them come back again. There's a lot I liked in this episode. I mean, the the whole premise is this big race, which 
I think Tom, you've you've talked we've been talking about this previously. Mm-hmm. We, we haven't for all the uh they built up the you know, the aces and, and the the race aspect of resistance, we haven't really seen all that much of it. We've had a couple no. like half starts for races, but that's it. But uh, then we've also seen them only defend the platform or go out and escort something in. We've not actually seen them race. And in my opinion, technically, we still haven't seen them race because this whole episode revolved around really only two characters throughout the whole race, except for the guy who was the TIE fighter dude. Oh, yeah, Griff. But other than that, yeah. it's still... I, Their I, race, I, I think, leaves a lot to be desired. Thank you. It involves... Uh, we You fly... Slightly straight, but not quite straight. Mm-hmm. And then you go up, and then you go down, and yeah. then you go straight. Well, no, well, no, it's called oh, no. the sorry, obstacle course, think. the climb, and the powerless plummet. Okay, but it sounds okay. way cooler. It's only cooler one lap. <laughs> yes, it's only. It, I mean, <laughs> uh, okay. Hang on, I've got a question. I've go got ahead. A uh-huh. Question. I've got a Tom for you. Tom, okay, I have a question yes. for you. I got it. So you, I'm so I'm making fun of this race right now. On the other hand, Tom, would you please describe NASCAR for me? Oh, let's see. <laughs> oh, you're, you're asking me? Okay. I don't know. I mean, I... No, no I, 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 it's basically... Okay, I'm I, more of an IndyCar guy, but I, it's basically the same kind of concept. You are going, let's say, 500 miles, which sure. kind of turns out to be like uh, maybe, depending on the oval, let's say, to, to make it easy, 250 laps, continuously sure. with pit stops you, every once in a while. So you make so, a turn... Make a left yeah. turn. Make, make another, another, left, another turn. left turn. Unless, so, of course, okay. you're on a road Maybe. course, because there are road <laughs> courses where you can go left, right, which you could consider an obstacle course, about like Formula One. You know, there, there, is, there's variations. Go ahead. Maybe I'm judging this a little, a little harsh, too yeah. hard. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, like maybe you just wanted like 250 laps, right? That's all you wanted, right. Stephen? Yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> okay, but I could, I could, okay, and also, also, if you want to not judge it by that way, Take it by way of an actual pod race. When we yeah. saw it in Phantom Menace, it was what? Three laps. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I yes, all those complaints are valid that, you know, it was a very simple race, but it was it was more than we've ever gotten. In the past, it's always mm-hmm. been yes. fly through the rings. Absolutely. No, I'm, go back absolutely. to the beginning. And even then, we only got, like, one race. Kaz didn't even finish the first race. Then we got, like, some partial races where he, like, raced Jace, and then his speeder blew up. And mm. then, um, I think that's it. Okay. Like, so there hasn't really been all that much. And so I, I actually really like seeing one of the big races. That was cool. Yep. Uh, and hey. the fact that, you know, they actually had to go up and, you know, they, they, they fly into the atmosphere and then, uh, their ship loses power and they have to plummet back down to the surface and hit the ring just in time so that there's, they can get power again which, and like pull which, up and, when they lost power, when Jaeger lost power and did that dive, that actually, I have to admit, was a very cool shot. Oh, oh it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. beautiful shot. The shot okay. of like the, the them re entering the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and the, the flames are just like the space behind them to transition to the clouds. And yeah. Absolutely stunning. Just to- totally. Now, now I'm going to take it from this point of view. Maybe because I, I look at this as basically this was a very simple A to B storyline. Okay. So to keep everything simple, the race was the same thing. It was a simple race. So it it makes sense if you look at it from the point of view. The storyline was basically, I'm, I'm, I'm going to spoil it, it was about two brothers. Mm-hmm. That was the total storyline there. There was nothing by way of spy, nothing by way of the First Order, uh, nothing. It's just two brothers with the subplot of the, the Gavorians had to be paid, and that was it. 
I mean, Death Game. Yeah, it was yeah. The same thing with the race, being very simple. Well, and I, and I, I actually, I liked that. You know, I, I would love to see more of a, you know, I, I think a race-centric episode almost might be too simplistic. Like, you can't really do 22 minutes of just the race. You have to have you, more. You could do at least you, two laps. No, but yeah. You, you could you do more, can, sure. You have to have a little more complexity. I, I, yes. Agreed, agreed. You could do more. I actually did like, though, I liked how this focused on Marcus and Yeager's relationship and as you said tom it's really all about their and it, it had so much more depth to yeager um right. and it was actually a good story too about how you know about relationships and forgiveness and the importance of family and uh you know we, we find out it was surprisingly almost dark like we find out a lot about what happened in, in yeager's past i mean they've we've gotten hints mm-hmm. previously that he was at the battle of jakku and mm-hmm. he had a family we don't know what happened to them um, well, I think we do now, right? Yeah. yeah well, we, we, did well, we didn't know what happened. To him. Yeah, we find out that yeah. you know he, he, the New Republic downsized their military, and so he. Well, that but that we knew. Well, yeah. right, and so he left the battle. He left after the battle of Jakku and started racing with his brother Marcus, and uh, you know they were winning all these races across the galaxy. Yeager was doing it to support his family. Marcus was just more for the fame and the glory. Um, but they flew all over the galaxy, and all the time, Yeager was always coming in first, and Marcus was always in second. Then mm-hmm. one day, desperate to finally beat his older brother, Marcus um, kind of cheats, and he uses, he injects his ship with coaxium, like we saw in, well, Solo, but also in Fuel for the Fire er- earlier right. this We've season, which that. is a nice callback. Right. And so he injects his ship with, with coaxium to give him an edge. But he wasn't expecting that raw power. He loses control, clipping Yeager's ship and sending all the racers crashing into the stands and killing Yeager's family. Wow. And, of course, that's why yeah. Yeager like, ne- yeah. he never forgives his brother, gives up racing. And then, of course, Marcus becomes the best racer because his brother isn't around. But, like, well, geez, okay, but- that's horrible. <laughs> it can go bad for Yeager. And, like, it sets up this really fascinating dynamic between the two brothers and how Yeager has mm. to kind of overcome this bitterness toward his brother and um and, and forgive him for which his mistakes which, ul- which ultimately ultimately was a great point in this episode and and you did kind of sit there and say okay you know it, it, you saw the light go out and you, uh, go off in Yeager's, Yeager's head saying you know what you know I, if you need this so bad go ahead and win in so many words, just, just go ahead. You need this, do it because you basically decided to take responsibility. Cause that was the other thing. I think Jaeger mm-hmm. was all over his brother because the, his brother never took responsibility up until this point. Right. And, and mm-hmm. Marcus was like, you know what? Because my mechanic was being held hostage by the Gvorian death guys because he owed them money. Mm-hmm. He finally had somebody that he, he, he felt responsible for that that was his family at this point, and he needed to win this race because you know what? I've come to the realization I need to do this. You know, I need to take responsibility. I need to do this, and I need to win this race. Can you? Can you just please let me have this one? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it, it also had this interesting dynamic where you know because Marcus only cared about winning in the past his action this episode unintentionally reinforced that perception where, oh, he just wants to win again. That's all he ever wants. Win, win, yep. win. When, you know, he's kind of changed and actually does want to rebuild his relationship with his brother and help his friends, mm-hmm. you know, Oplock, who's been kidnapped by the Guavian Death Gang and stuff. And so uh, it's, uh, it, I, I just thought that the, just the whole dynamic was great. I, I would have loved to see 
there's there's other things I would have loved to have to see in Resistance. I want to see you know the I'm curious to see the plot progress more. I'm curious to see mm-hmm. more of the races. But like, I feel like we got so much character development with Yeager in this episode. Yeah, I was just I loved it. I loved it. Which, which yeah. that was that was one of the best parts of this. What I also thought was very funny was before we got all that character development, when when they got called into Doza's office, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there looking at, you thought for a second there was going to be, okay, here's Kaz again, going to go off and be his little, I'm jumping all over the place, ah, because I know something and you don't know, I know something you don't know. And then when they finally get to Doza's office, and I loved how Jaeger went to Doza saying, what is it this time? Do you need this fixed? Do you need this fixed? Do you need this fixed? So it seems like when it comes to that platform, Jaeger and his crew are the ones they always go to to get something fixed mm-hmm. and to have this turnaround to where you see, and we find out really Marcus's stage name, right? It's because it's Speedstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was funny because nobody knew at that point and what really put everybody's face on the floor was, that was his brother. Especially Tam was just like, wait a minute, you know this guy? And then Jaeger goes, yeah, he's my brother. And then, yeah. Yeah. I did find it a little odd that Kaz would be... So he, he'd heard this rumor that the, the famous Marcus Speedstar was was coming. Did uh, he hear it or did he... That's the other thing about it. Did he hear it or was somehow he involved in it? Oh, I don't think he was. No, he was involved, but he, he, he okay. heard the rumor, right? And... I mean, because because Doze is the one who contacted Speedstar. Um, okay, that was my misunderstanding. And, and I think also it was the way he Marcus was jumping wanted, up and down, it was almost just like he he had some kind of hand in it. Well, exactly. And that, that was, I guess, what I was saying. Like he was the. If I have one complaint about the episode, it was like he was overly, he was overly excited for, yep. uh, for Speedstar to come, like or for Marcus Speedstar. Like I get being excited about this famous Marcus Speedstar, but why would Yeager care? Why would mm-hmm. or why would Kaz be excited that Yeager, Yeager would care so much so yeah. that he's like oh Yeager's gonna be excited <clears throat> which you know right. Joe thought was a joke or something right um, and and that was that was another thing how many best pilots are there in the galaxy because <laughs> because oh Kaz man was, where do you, where should we start <laughs> I know especially when it comes to the racers I mean okay Yeager I understand he was probably the best pilot but he retired yeah. so then you got Faison who's jumping around saying he was the best pilot then you got Kaz jumping around that he was the best pilot well, and now you got Speed well I know Nico was saying that Kaz is the best pilot yeah but yes <laughs> I, I know but still and then you've got uh, yeah. you know out of nowhere you've got you know Speedstar coming out who's the best pilot and okay to be fair would you really trust hype for anything like that I wouldn't trust Nico as far as I could throw him either. Not, yeah. So yeah. of the ones we've got, really, we only have Marcus and Yeager. Right. And Yeager's retired. So I think it's fair right. for Marcus to now say he's the best, you know, yeah. the best one, best pilot since Yeager. So. Although mm-hmm. no one's really showing any proof either. They just It's a lot of talk. I don't think anyone can oh, go yeah, and yeah. say, you know, I'm the best gunslinger in the West, you know, and like, OK, yeah. well, how do you actually prove that? That's true. You know. well, it, and, and it also pr- goes to prove that on a small platform like that, you can get away with that until somebody comes and says, uh, no, you're not. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. I did find it also funny, though, like, you know, um, in the race later on, um, Tora and Hype, who previously before we knew that Yeager was like, there had been hints that Yeager was amazing. But before that, like hype said he had won um, in the high tower. He hype claims to have won every race in the last two years. And in the recruit, right. the scoreboard shows that Torah won 
uh, 100% of the races that she's participated in. Um, maybe they've never competed against each other. So maybe they never competed against each other, which was fine, which we talked about a few episodes back. Um, but now, like, you had Tora and Hype and Marcus and Yeager all competing alongside Griff and, and, and uh, Bo Keevil as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and Bo Keevil actually... He he was in third place behind Marcus and Yeager. Griff was in fourth. They and both end up crashing throughout the race. So really, Tora and Hype are like way behind, and maybe they were going to catch up. I don't know. It just it didn't seem to fit with why they're with their their level but, of skill supposedly. I, but that's the thing in which you a, need more laps. That's what I'm saying. Listen, yeah, I, I wonder if it's a league thing. Like you know, Hype is he's the best. He hasn't lost any race, but he's only racing on you know the Colossus. Right, or something along those lines. True, or or okay. maybe he's the best. Hasn't won any race in his, I don't know, bracket. Where like he, maybe he and Tora are in different brackets because of their age or mm. something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was a little, yeah. No, it was a little odd though. That, like they would have basically taken um, fifth and sixth place in the mm-hmm. race had Griffin Bo not crashed. Um, okay, so so anyway. speaking of odd, the the. Speaking of odd, did it kind of catch you guys by surprise to have Captain Doe's refer to Jaeger as old friend? I don't remember hearing that at any <laughs> point before. Then again, there's been how many episodes? Yeah, that was new to me as well. And I think um, let's I almost wonder if we should table this discussion for the next episode, um, because there's a very okay. interesting dynamic that's revealed in um uh, in secrets and holograms mm-hmm. between the two, okay. uh, but yeah, I'd never heard that before, which was surprising to me. Okay, so and here's another thing: when Doza sits down with Jaeger and tries to convince him to be in the race, and it's like it's for the economy of the station, okay, and that's why they're putting up like what? It's like a hundred thousand dollar credit prize, right? Okay, yep. The, did it feel to you that there was enough people there? And it was promoted enough to get people into that to spend the money into the economy. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't tell you, Tom. I yeah. mean, something I've wondered, and I, I, I don't want to really get too yeah, I know. obsessive about I, this, but I've always often wondered, okay, I feel like people throw out these credit amounts in Star Wars a lot. Is anyone really tracking like how much these things are worth? Like you have a bounty of 20,000 credits and that you're going to win a hundred thousand credits in this race. And that's, mm-hmm. I don't know, 20,000 Republic credits for hyperdrive or, you know, I don't know. Like uh, we don't like take Republic credit, you know, or that, or that drink is, I don't know. Like, I guess there was a, uh, something that was bought the value you know. of the Republic credit fluctuates dramatically over time. It's true. <laughs> you know, it's look, it's, it's, it's real tough for people. Yeah. yeah, one day they're buying starships. The next day they can't even afford a loaf of space. Bread. I haven't wanted to worry about it too much, but uh, I, I have often wondered, you know, like, oh, that's a uh, that all that 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 drink will be a hundred credits, and then you know, next time you're like, oh, I have a bounty that's you know, you know, uh, two thousand credits, credits or something. Like, wait, what? Huh? But um, oh, fascinating. Um, yeah, it's it's Star Wars. It's fiction. We can't worry about it too much. Yeah, we can just uh, continue. We can on. and we will. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so Yeager meets with Captain Doza with Cam and Nico and Tam and Toe because they're very excited to go along for whatever reason and why um, why they think Doza would tell Yeager about 
speed star and why it would matter to Yeager. Again, I don't, I don't really know. Um, but uh, it turns out Doza wants Yeager to participate in the race because Yeager's one of the best, and that would make the race all that more exciting. Um, but Yeager's reluctant to race, and so to encourage him, uh, he he brings out the best racer in the galaxy, Marcus Speedstar, played by Keston John, three-time winner of the Five Sabres, winner of the Bacton 5000, and much more. Um, by the way, the Five Sabres was name dropped in Bloodline by Claudia Gray. It was the it was a competition uh, mentioned oh, in the book, so it's a nice little in, detail. Yeah, tying some nice stuff That's nice. together. Um, but I didn't know that they were brothers, which just makes uh, which just adds a whole new dynamic to uh, to the show and or into the to the the, the classic. And uh, it's not so much a a friendly reunion. Do Do you think Doza knew they were brothers? I would assume so. I mean, he does say again, something. He said he was old friends, so maybe, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm. That's. I don't know. I would almost say a fifty-fifty that he may not. He may have known or may not have known. Yeah. I mean, the the original concept for the episode was actually have Han Solo show up, and uh, and participate in the race, but they decided that oh. Yeager's brother would make for a, a better character development. Uh, that is true. It would have been really cool to see Han, though. Yeah, I would have been okay with that. Especially just so so close to the the Force Awakens. One of the it would have been one of the last times we see Han. Well, that would have been interesting. Yeah. So, uh, I I did like how you know Marcus. Let's let's talk about Marcus Speedstar a, a bit more for a minute. Um, you know, when I when I first heard his name, I'm like Speedstar, and he's supposed to be the best pilot. Okay, that's like a little over the top. And I really appreciated how they actually like made fun. Eager made fun of his name in the episode, and later admitted that of course it's not real. You know, uh, he just it's his it's his it's you know show name, name, his stage name, uh, which was nice. terrible it's name. Nice that yeah, they addressed very, it. very. It's very Star Warsy, but also a very terrible name. And it was also written on the side of his uh, ship as well in Arabesh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I appreciated about this episode? We got to go back into Anzi's tavern, and my favorite character actually had a speaking role. The guy who sits <laughs> at the bar with the mustache yes. and glasses on. Top. You're, you're right, Tom. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. That. Now, when you do your uh, cosplay celebration, you'll have your one line that you get to say. Well, sadly, sadly, that one line will be said from a few thousand miles away because I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm probably just like down and out like him, stuck on a platform. Um, Drinking but, your sorrows away with that water that costs you like five credits. Yeah, which is very yeah, funny how, which is very bad. funny how Aunt Z, Aunt Z, because that, that was the thing when, you know, here's Marcus trying to, you know, figure out that, hey, I need to win this. And you got uh, Jaeger coming in when he first said he wasn't going to race. Marcus comes in and says, okay, I'm going to race you now. And then it was fun to see everybody go place your bets. And all of a sudden, all the credits started going on to the bar. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fun. Let's mm-hmm. just right now put bets against the brothers. <laughs> well, and they were both kind of forced into the situation, too. I, I also oh, like how they did this in the episode. Um, because, you know, Marcus, he goes to Aunt Z's 
for a drink and everyone starts like trying to offer to buy him stuff. And then the Guavian death gang arrive. Um, and I loved seeing them again. Again, another nice force yeah. awakens tie in. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, and you know, because he owes them 20,000 credits, they decide that, well, if you can't pay now, we're going to kidnap your, uh, your mechanic Oplock uh, as, as insurance. And, you know, poor, poor Oplock. He, uh, uh, very sweet. Uh, he's literally a little off-putting at first, but uh, everyone kind of very instantly warms up to him, and he's a uh, you know he's a very sweet little Nikto, a mountain Nikto, or an Esral Sud Niktos. If you're curious for the, about the formal name, um, I I was very curious. Thank you. Doesn't doesn't speak basic. He speaks uh, <clears throat> Krasic, but uh, uh, you know, so he has he's got a a nice little. Kind of voice, yeah, which is but, almost like yelling at you. That yeah. was that was interesting. I, I not almost. I'd say it pretty totally much was. was just yelling at you. I was I was trying to be nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now, but now, you know, Marcus has to win the race if he's going to rescue Oplock. Um, meanwhile, Kaz, Tam, and Niku are giving Yeager a hard time about not wanting to race Marcus, and they really kind of play into his ego. They 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 egg him on. Saying, "Well, if, if if you won't race, clearly Marcus is the better pilot, and that 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 clearly agitates Yeager, and so he decides that well, the best way to prove that he's the he's the winner is to challenge Marcus. Marcus will immediately back down, and he will have proven himself as the best pilot. Yeah, uh, what he didn't know is that now Marcus has to race because he owes the Guavian Death Gang money, and so they end up in a situation where neither they both agreed to race, and they can't back down at this point." Um, and that is why they end up racing against each other, despite their grievances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so there's another slight problem though, that, uh, Marcus now has to deal with his mechanic is gone. And so, Oh being yeah, a, this, being, this was funny. Being such a loving brother as eager is he gives, you know, he lets Marcus borrow his best mechanic on the entire platform, really. The one and only Kaz. <laughs> yeah, which which I think I think it's somewhere in the notes. Yeah, his best mechanic. He's got three. So does that mean... I would say that he's not the best mechanic on his team. I would say he could be third best mechanic on the team. Well, even Kaz admits, he's like, well, I'm in top three. There's only three Kaz. Yeah, so, there's only yeah. three. Um, you know, and Yeager's like, yeah, I didn't say what he was best at. He's just best of i did like that line not yeah. being very good i don't know like he he it didn't take long for marcus to realize kaz didn't actually know what he was talking about at all uh, yeah. no idea about what a cam slider is or or how to reor- reorient it uh completely useless completely mm-hmm. useless that being said i actually felt like this was the best episode with kaz yet because well because he, while he was ahead. a little bit over the top at the very beginning Right, uh, yeah. he was he was overly mm-hmm. excited for, uh, for Yeager to learn about this rumor. Why I don't really know, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he still couldn't, you know, repair a ship to save his life. This time he just couldn't find the tool. He wasn't like causing problems. You know, at no point in this episode did he actually make a big mistake that then made things more life more difficult for his friends. And he wasn't really that Good over point. the top. He was the most normal yeah, we've true. ever seen yeah, him in this very series. True. I was like, very "Wow, Kaz, yeah. you're you've grown up. <laughs> you, you know, you're like 
More of this, well, please. Temporarily, well, at least. Yeah, yeah. Until next time, I. But, <laughs> but it was, it was. But wasn't it when he's sitting there talking to Marcus? Marcus actually spills the whole beans about what actually happened, and about the race, and and it, it seemed like at this point. Well, Kind of. Even then, yeah. Marcus doesn't tell mm. uh, the full story to Kaz, though. They really but, string it out it was, the whole episode. It was enough. I think it was enough to where you said Kaz was, you know, kind of, it, it was the downer moment for Kaz where it's like he couldn't be that overexcited. I was like, oh. So maybe I, that helped. Maybe, but I, I don't know. I just, this was, if I was going to pick my favorite episode with for Kaz, this is it. Because Kaz is. Actually, the way he should be in this episode. So your, your favorite Kaz episode is the one where Kaz is not in the slightest the focus of the episode? No, I just thought that the characterization of Kaz was the best in this episode. Right. <laughs> I, I, I went out. I, I'm going to go 50-50 with both of you. I, I would agree half with Steven and half with yeah. William. Uh, because because I, 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 it's true. It's like the beginning of the episode, he was Kaz, which that's the 50% of it. And then he ended up being how he should be progressing in the episodes going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steven, what did you think of Marcus's ship, Galaxy's Glory? I thought it was really cool. Although uh, I did not recognize the shape, which you told me about earlier. It's really cool. It's kind of got a little bit of an X-Wing, a little bit of Y-Wing, plus uh, a little bit of the SR-71 Blackbird, which yeah. is one of my favorite planes. It's a, it's a nice combination. It's got the th- cool purple-black color scheme and mm-hmm. it's 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 nice i also liked um uh yeager's ship too i i actually really liked yeager's ship i like yeager's ship was, go ahead I was gonna, it was a very star warsy design and not all of the like the aces have i would even say have that uh, mm-hmm. but it it worked well for yeager mm-hmm. yeah, my yeah. biggest thing about it when they were talking about how it was put together and how it had a combination of chuck yeager's you know bell x1 and and everything else with it. I was looking at it. I did not see the Bell X one in that ship. I really didn't. I know that's one of the things that the teams they were influenced by. Yeah, um, I'm not an expert on the Bell X one personally, but I thought it was fascinating that I never made the connection before that uh, you know Chuck Yeager, who broke the sound barrier right in the Bell X one. Yeah, is I'm I'm sure the inspiration for Jarek Yeager's name. I think, Tom, you said that in one of our first episodes, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I may have. Oh, well, I just need because to listen I, to you more. The, the thing is, because I think, <laughs> I think for me, when I see that, I pronounce, I pronounce Jaeger because right. I, I'm big fan of Chuck Jaeger. Followed his career, followed him all the way when he was in. Uh, he had the cameo role in the Right Stuff, and I follow him on on. God, you should follow him on Twitter. Um, but well, it makes sense they name him after that. After yeah, that and, and I have to say though, Marcus uh, Jaeger ship. Is love to see a Lego of that, or at least something of that yeah. in, in oh, yeah. real life. It's, it's great. It, it's so Beautiful cool. Show. And I don't know if you if you look really carefully. Um, this is is in the um, uh, it's in the episode guide. Uh, if you look in the the concept art, there the word there's like some some um, new language, un- some unknown language written uh, uh, underneath the cockpit. Uh, but the translation is a y a l a a l a. Which I have to wonder. Do you think that's like his wife or daughter's name? I, if they died, would, maybe he. I might, think that would know. be a good bet. Yeah, that would be a yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. Eventually, we, we find out that his wife or daughter's name is Ayala. Just I'd just just po- by pouring through the uh, the concept art. Um, but it's it's pretty cool. 
Also, just the fact that we finally get to see the ship because it was hinted at in Fuel for the Fire mm-hmm. earlier yeah. this season when uh, you know Jace Rucklin and wanted everyone to sneak in to Yeager's office. They ended up not uh, actually making it inside the hangar. They went to his office, but not the hangar. Um, so we finally get to see Yeager's ship, which is just very cool as well. And to a certain to a certain degree, kind of unexpected to see it, especially yeah. that that I guess in this case that pristine. If he hasn't raced in years, to see it to our a couple tune ups and and ready to go, but it works compared it to the one that su- we've seen that they're always working on. I mean, that's a thing. It's a little surprising to see his ship in such good condition. Yeah, like but I feel like it cares probably about it, right? wasting a lot of money. Just yeah. having it kind of sit there, renting out a space for it. <laughs> well, who knows how Unless much money he it. has sitting around from all of his wins yeah. previously. And, and I'm sure the insurance payout was 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 uh, significant, too. You're not wrong. Anyway, um, the, the Platform Classic actually begins, though. And, uh, you know, I think we, we talked about this earlier in the episode, but you know, again, the focus was more on Marcus and Yeager rather than the race itself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of disappointed by, you know, again, we, while the aces competed in the race, they really don't get much screen time. Nope. Um, Bo Keevil bites it immediately, crashing into the wa- water when Griff Holleron shoots him. Wait. Yeah, by the way. Is that legal? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks why, like it. If that's legal, why is no one else doing it? Yeah, like, good point. I, I, yeah, I just, I wish... My my biggest problem, well, not biggest problem, but one of the problems with resistance right now is that it's it almost feels too unfocused. Like mm-hmm. there's so many plot threads happening, so many interesting ideas, but they barely touch on them. Like the the pilots, yeah. for example, the aces, they advertise them as being a big part of the show, and aside from you know hype and Torah, and even then they're not. I wouldn't say even their main characters are almost guest stars. Um, they they haven't really focused on Griff Holleron or Bo Keevil or Freya Fenris uh, mm-hmm. almost at yeah, all. Not, not at all yet. Um, yeah. we, we know nothing about Griff and you know, he, he Griff, for example, has this Imperial TIE fighter inspired racer. Um, and he's clearly shooting people. Like, is he a bad guy? Is he just a racer who happens to have, you know, used Imperial parts in his ship? Um, why is he breaking these rules? Can anyone shoot? I don't know. I would love yeah, to learn more about everyone. These yeah. are the questions we have. <laughs> I know. And and it's like it, they when the show started, they promoted all these characters. Yeah. But we've been introduced to other characters than the ones that they've entered that then they promoted. I feel like they keep just making it broader instead of going yeah. deep. And that's why I was so happy that they actually went deep with Yeager this time. Yeah. Um, but there's still and so much case, more to do. And and in this case, because they went so deep, you can understand them introducing the brother. But and you can understand it because they never introduced the brother at the beginning of the series to try and point to this character saying, hey, this is going to be a main character. Right. They brought him in at a logical point. But still, I think even in the next episode that we'll discuss later, you only see the aces you and then mm-hmm. phase on. But you never see any interaction with them. Yeah. So I don't so. know. I I hope we do get more and they kind of start to fill in all the characters that we've already established. Cause right now a lot of them are very thin. I would say, um, the main characters, they've done a good job fleshing out, but there's so many characters who are, are supposed to be 
relatively major character. It's not like a background character. You mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. We'll see. In the meantime, we have this great race, and you know, and in, in the end, Marcus, you know, he pleads to Yeager and apologizes, and you know, kind of tells Yeager how much he loves him, and you know, loved his family, and and misses them, and how he's trying, he's changed, and Marcus realizes that you know maybe sorry, Yeager realizes that maybe it's time for Marcus to you know for, for him to give Marcus a chance, and so mm. at the last minute, he you know, he pulls away and lets lets Yeager. Uh, sorry, let's Marcus win the win the race, and, and it's uh, at that moment the race is canceled. Clearly, the two leaders were fixing the race and trying to decide <laughs> who wins. You know, manipulating bets and everything. Like this is just really. You think that's going to happen in the Star Wars universe? It wink, should wink. have. It should. It like <laughs> this isn't like okay, one guy shooting off his opposition. That kind of is bad. But like, yeah, no, this is like, hey. He clearly was going to win, but no, we're going to okay. like fix the race. So we decide who wins. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, well, here, here's, no, it's okay. A, but here's, I'm a little bit, look, I had money on Yeager and your whole uh, life savings is gone now. All oh, 200 God. credits. Oh, okay. But here, here's my thing. Once the race is over, once Marcus gets his payday, do you really think the Guavian Death Gang is only going to take the twenty grand after he won. How much money? I mean, it's, he's got eighty thousand credits. Oh, I said grand. There sorry. might be a Death Gang, but they have they have morals. They, they have are not morals. going to. They're not going to increase the price on you just because you have more money. I would I would have expected them to say, "Look, it's gone up. Add another, you know, add it another twenty to that. It's now forty. Yeah. Uh, I guess Marcus can count his blessings because. I guess you can. Yeah. Yep, but uh, but you know I don't understand. I don't understand it. At least yeah. at least Marcus and Yeager are you know they're not they're not they're not good yet, but they're they're on better terms and they're on their way to reconciliation. And it was I just thought it was a it was a nice story overall about you know and, and, and Yeager even admits that Kaz was kind of right. You know it's forget it's important to forgive people and if you don't nobody wins. Hey, wait a minute. Kaz was actually right about something? He was. Does, not not those exact words. He didn't often. actually say yeah. that. Yeah. That was what he he meant to say. <laughs> right. Okay. So, <sighs> yeah. It was good. It, it, yeah. I, I thought this was a fun... It was a good episode. I loved the character development. Uh, I loved the fact that Kaz was a normal Kaz. Um, it, was a, it, was, it was good overall. It was really good. So... I, I, I got it. Throw in two cents on this one because it I totally agree if you take it from the point of view a very simple story But I think we've discussed it They've thrown so much into this series. I think it's getting away from one point That there is still a spy on the Colossus and that's why Kaz is there and We have seen You know, we, we we've watched Clone Wars. We've watched Rebels they were very good at having that one little little thread that can carry through the episodes to know that there's something still going on that that they will pick up. And it seems like when it comes to the show, they they drop, at least in this one, they drop the thing about a spy being on the Colossus and the real reason why Cass is there. Yeah. And and thankfully the next episode they make up for it. But um, you know, it, it's it's I guess you can't have everything for every 
show. And this one from the simple story plot, I, I will say it was a good episode from this point of view. It was just very simple, had a great story to it, and it had great character development for Yeager. Because yeah. I do like that character. Yeah, no, I you know, and I think you're right. I, I I think the problem is it's it's kind of there's too many there's too many ideas, and I yes. love for them to focus a bit more. They're all great. Uh, I just love a little more focus. Yeah, they're great, and they're great at like dropping them in there, and and telling us a good story. But the 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 part, and it also gets back to if this is supposed to be running up to. Uh, uh, the Force, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. How close is this right now in the timeline? And it's got to be and, getting close. And, yeah, it, it's got to be getting closer. So there should still be a little more urgency on trying to find that spy. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. So, yeah. well, shall we get into our ratings, guys? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Steven, how about you go first? You would make me go first. Well, I, I, it's hard to disagree with anything Tom said. I thought it was a decent enough episode. Um, I do wish we'd just gotten a little bit more with, I don't know, more of the race. I wanted something more kind of like episode one pod racing, where it's something that's really easy to get excited about and get into. Um, and this just didn't really have that type of energy to it. Um, but it was, I thought it was okay overall. Um, I think I'm going to call it a six and a half out of 10 Womp Rats. Um, and uh, they are very, there's, they're still around. Nothing bad has really happened to them, except that they put all their money on uh, Yeager because they knew he was going to win. And because they fixed the race, they're not going to get their money. <laughs> they're, Yeager better watch out, is all I'm trying to say. They're like, there, you know that you've heard of the Guavian Death Gang. There are other mm-hmm. death gangs out there that are far more deadly, <laughs> made of womp rats. Uh, it's too terrifying. funny. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. How about you, Tom? Okay, um, I I agree with Stephen. I'm giving this one a six point five. Um, I I think I said enough throughout the episode of how I feel about it. I I do think when they told the simple story, they did a really good job with it, and that. I could go higher with it, but I still get to the point of you're 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 missing one point of the show that there's a spy on the Colossus, and something could have been thrown in there to throw that to keep that little thread going. But it's a six point five solid episode. Was fun to watch. Um, I'm going to have my six point five Womp Rats. Um, in the episode, there was a falling pit droid that kind of fell off the platform during the platform classic. It was the Womp Rats that pushed the droid over. And plummet it into the ocean. Hey, that's uh, that's, that's what horrible. Gonna do. Well, why would they do such a thing, Tom? I don't know, but it was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. was it? Well, oh, no. the murder of a sentient droid is funny to you, Tom? Jeez. Well, you know. Well, I oh, think I made a boo boo. I'll. Uh, you just. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll pick, you will I'll be hearing up. from uh, the droid lawyers somewhere. I'm going to be hearing from somebody else too. So, <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, okay. We don't have to agree. I actually, I love this episode. I thought it was a, it didn't give us, I would love to have more race. I would love to have more of the main spy plot, but I liked the character development in this episode and I thought it was a good story and, um, a lot of fun. So I'm going to give it actually nine. 
out of 10. And, um, and you know, my, my, my womp rats, you know, during the race, as, as Tom mentioned, the, uh, the actually is a really funny moment where the pit droid, uh, uh, Kaz flails and knocks over the pit droid and the pit droid falls and plummets into the sea, which I think what you were talking about, Tom. Yeah. But if you look, there's actually one of the Chilidae from uh, a few episodes ago and he just kind of like points and follows, you know, his little, his arm follows the pit droid as it plummets into the ground and so as your womp rat plummets into the water my nine are just gonna sit there and point as it falls <laughs> wow <laughs> wow so they play a little sad song to go alongside it too yeah with with, with the very small from the very small That's violin playing between their very fingers. very small violin exactly yeah. uh but uh yeah oh shoot i almost completely forgot my absolute favorite part of the episode though favorite part hands down was the fact that they used Javar's cantina theme from star wars knights of the republic in the background of aunt z's tavern so when they're sitting there and marcus is you know in- interacting with the guavian death gang that is the that music that is from knights of the republic I-, I was listening watching the episode i was going i know wait that's Kotar. And I went and pulled up the Kotar soundtrack and it totally was that. I absolutely loved it. So excited. I can't believe I almost forgot to mention that. But yeah, that's my review. Nine out of 10. Coming up on Ion Canon, we have Resistance Season 1, Episode 10, Secrets and Holograms. When a determined Kaz tries to discover the truth about Captain Doza, he and Tora embark on an adventure where they, d- they uncover more about the tower than either bargained for dun 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 yes so we will we will uh, actually be recording this episode next we're a little late to do thanksgiving thank you for your your patience as we waited to review the platform classic so we will uh we'll get this episode up right away and we'll be back tomorrow with our review of secrets and holograms excellent Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncannoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.